everyone, welcome back to QSR Nation, your weekly source of food service marketing and business strategies for success. Here are your hosts, Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holt Summit, Missouri. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of QSR Nation. As always, we have Josh, Beth, Tony, and Grant coming to you today from the PFS Brands National Headquarters in Holtzunt, Missouri, to discuss food service marketing and business strategies for success. Um, today, we are we have a very big honor of having John Bailey calling into the studio today. He is the uh, the voiceover guy, basically the epicvoiceguy.com that you can check out. He does all kinds of voice um, voiceover. So, John, thanks for coming on the podcast. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, um, now you want to give us a little quick rundown about yourself and your current profession? Well, I'm a professional voice actor. I started in February of 2009, and uh, I've, I've worked everywhere from just regular commercials on television and radio and the internet to being voices and characters in movies to doing satellites for some of the biggest celebrities in Hollywood to doing video game characters to doing voices for toys, movie trailer narration, uh, reality series, TV, you know, narrator, just a little bit of everything. So, yeah. Wow, that's pretty cool. I didn't realize how expansive that can be, yeah. even. <laughs> There's a lot of people that are very good at one specific part of the industry, but I'm more of a just whatever they can send me, I'm willing to give my best shot kind of guy. Right. Gotcha. Cool. Awesome. Um, we also heard that uh, you do have some um, frontline experience at a QSR, which is kind of what also led to us uh, bringing you on the show. So, um, can you tell us a little bit about that experience and how it eventually led to a career in voice acting for you? Well, I started working at a local restaurant uh, called Magnolia Restaurant. It was right across the street from our, our church. But it was the, the pay was so bad. The only reason why I stayed there was because of all the free food. I was in college, and it was like the only way I could survive. So, yeah, all the free, free fried catfish. And, uh, but from there, I went to Steak and Shake. And I worked from dish all the way up to night shift manager. And it was... Uh, a good way to learn about other people. It was a good way to make income while I was working toward a another career opportunity. You know, like my my career goal, and it's it's actually pretty common. It's like the most common job for most actors out in Hollywood is quick service restaurants to you know just have an income coming in because most people don't go into voiceover or on camera acting full time, especially not right away. A lot of people maintain their their job, and a third shift job is kind of perfect because. I work at night, get tip money, whatever, and then during the day I'm allowed to do auditions and, you know, go for interviews for whatever, you know. But, yeah, it was, it definitely gave me a feel for people. Um, I came up with a lot of great characters. I put a lot of pranks in the drive-thru. <laughs> got got a chance to learn kind of how to manage things and organize things. And, you know, but, yeah, it was it was kind of, uh, it was kind of an on-again, off-again with Steak and Shake for, for a long, long time. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. I, work, I went from, and then I work, I also worked at Chick Fil A for for at least a year or so, and I worked from Dish all the way up to kitchen manager there as well. So yeah, both well, met met a lot of good friends, people I'm still friends with actually. I bet over the years at those places. Awesome. So, how has your career in voice acting contributed to your experience in the marketing and advertising world? Well, one of the main professions in voiceover is commercials. And the best way to get people to go to your restaurant or to buy your product is to advertise. So a lot of what I did was basically just trying to figure out how the best way is to get somebody to, you know, because there's a million other restaurants out there. Why that one specific one? 
And a huge portion of my job is commercial work. I've done commercials for Hardee's. I've done commercials for Sonic. Um, and, you know, you just, you have to, you have to either be entertaining and also motivating and influential at all at the same time. Like, you have to be able to be real, but at the same time, your your purpose is not to act out a film or, or you know, bring it to life, although sometimes you do play characters. The main focus is what are they selling in this in this advertisement. And so I've worked on QSR, you know, advertisements before. So, yeah, without that revenue that, you know, most restaurants would not work well on just word of mouth without voiceover because so much of those commercials are audio only. They're either online or they're on uh, radio or Pandora or other streaming services or during podcasts. Visual, you don't necessarily have to have voiceover on it, although it helps. But when it's audio only, you have to have voiceover. Because you, 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 otherwise, you have no idea what you're listening to, and I feel like that's why it's so important to be the absolute best I can be at my job to convince people to get whatever this product is or go to this particular restaurant, even though they have 16 other choices of burger. What makes this one particular burger place the best one, and that makes you want to go do it? So yeah, I mean, until you guys contacted me about being a guest, I never realized that even though I started in QSR work. I still haven't completely left it because I'm still doing commercials for QSR. (laughs) (laughs) So if if a a QSR had someone like a James Earl Jones or a Morgan Freeman or something like that, you know, queued up to do uh, voiceovers and then something went wrong and they couldn't afford to bring them back in to uh, do a section, I mean, do you do impressions also that uh, help them out in those spots? Yeah, that's what ADR is, doing sound-alikes for actors is a big chunk of my, uh, my career. Um, most recently, I've been filling in for Robert Downey Jr. for the Dr. Doolittle trailers, and uh, I filled in for Ryan Reynolds on two films, and uh, the new movie Underwater that comes out in January, I filled in for T.J. Miller for that. Uh, and that was one of those situations. T.J. Miller got in trouble for doing something wrong and got himself in legal trouble, so they had to get a sound light for it rather than hire him because he was in the middle of some problems. So stuff like that does happen. Either they get sick or they get double booked. Um, you know, and that yeah, that's fairly common. Actually, it also happens mainly because they can't afford the celebrity anymore. Uh, I don't know if you've paid attention to the Carl's Jr. ad, but it used to be Matthew McConaughey. Now it's just some random dude. And I don't really think they went for a sound alike. I think they just went for a similar type voice. But that's fairly common. Like they they replaced a lot of famous actors with more affordable sound alikes. For a lot of different things, video games, commercials, whatever it is. Um, but yeah, that 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 happens quite often. You'd be surprised. I have a, quite a few friends that have they filled in for famous people, and nobody even knew that it wasn't the famous person that they were listening to. <laughs> That's awesome. So, is there any samples you can give us? <laughs> or is that? Well, I don't know. Are you wearing your brown pants? I love it. He didn't even call you Francis, though. <laughs> oh, I can call you Francis if you want me to. <laughs> I love it. I mean, you named yourself after a cleaning product. Who wants to be known as Ajax? <laughs> great movie, by the way. Yeah, great movie. <laughs> that is actually my current profile photo. Is well, they cool. the little book. <laughs> Oh, man. I love it. Yeah, so um, so uh, I don't know if you've seen our new Champs Chicken logo. It's actually a cartoon logo. And obviously, um, a lot of having these cartoon logos is voiceover is bringing it to life. So if you just had to bring our Champs Chicken logo to life, what would it sound like? 
So, uh, sorry, I had to go look up the logo. <laughs> it's been uh, it's been like a week since you guys emailed me this. I didn't know what it looked like. To be perfectly honest, straight up, just straight up by looking at it, uh, if you had to hire a celebrity to voice that particular logo, I would say Chris Pratt. Oh, I would love Chris Pratt. He just kind of has that happy-go-lucky looking in it. Like, I don't mind being killed as long as somebody gets a good chicken sandwich. <laughs> I respect these animals. <laughs> no, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, you like rappers? Well, guess what else is based on rappers? Birds. <laughs> yeah, the oh, I love it. Good stuff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're just really happy there was someone cool, not someone that we, yeah, no like, one's ever heard of. <laughs> I think uh, John Smith would do well. Yeah. Like, well no. <laughs> I'm a Star Lord. <laughs> Uh, I, I can't really think of a Thank good. You Lord, man. <laughs> I can't really think of a good segue to this next topic, so I'm just going to roll with it here. But um, moving on. Uh, Speaking of cartoon chicken. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, no, seriously. Uh, so here at uh, PFS Brands and Champs Chicken, um, we've partnered with uh, the Super Sam Foundation, which is a foundation dedicated to fighting childhood cancer. We know that uh, you are also active, uh, John, with the nonprofit Autism Society of America. Could you uh, tell us a little bit more about their mission and the importance of cause marketing and how companies can use great causes to not only grow their brand awareness, but also, and probably more importantly, partner with organizations that are working on crucial needs in the world? Well, I mean, it's not only a good marketing strategy to have a charity to support, it's also just you know, it's a good thing to do. It's the right thing to do. But it's right. uh, mainly because people are still bleeding hearts, to be perfectly honest, especially in America. People still have sympathy for their fellow man and their empathy towards people. And when it's a good cause, especially one that hits close to home and your favorite restaurant partners up with something like that, I mean, it, it, makes, it, it makes it a more obvious choice. Like, well, I know I have other choices to eat at other places, but this one also supports my favorite charity or a charity that, is close to my heart. If you've lost someone from cancer or if you, you know, you had a child with cancer or a friend of a family member, you know, and with autism, it's, you know, there's, there's so many people with it, like one in 50, you know, kids have it. So it makes sense that a lot of people are going to have some kind of connection to it. So uh, Autism Society was one that was close to home for me, mainly for that very reason. We have a son that's autism, or that has autism and is on the spectrum. And one of the main reasons why we moved out to California, and besides the fact of my career basically being, you know, centered in this area. And uh, so that one just was the one I kind of latched onto. But you have to do your research and make sure you're not getting a scummy, you know, fake charity thing going on or you're dealing with somebody who's had issues in the past. I used to be a supporter of Autism Speaks until I found out that some of the practices were something that the general autism community did not approve of or appreciate. Uh, in fact, a lot of people were offended by it because they considered it some kind of disease that needed to be, you know, cured, and it's not a, a disease, it's a disability. And uh, so, you know, you have to pick and choose. And as a celebrity, when you say anything about anything, it's even harder when you do something, when you basically do a lot of, you know, comedy or you're a more humorous person. People tend to take what you post and knowing good and well that it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with it and it's just done in humor and take it and try to spin it into something where they get offended at it. Because it's 2019 and everybody's skin is very, very thin. But as a, as a, you know, as a company or as a brand or as a restaurant, you don't want any negative press. So the best way, you know, is find, do, to do your diligence to find 
uh, a good reputable uh, charity that is something that's near and dear to your personal heart and beliefs and also can partner with your brand and work together for a good cause as opposed to bringing negative attention from the press about something because this company was known for, you know, I remember the Salvation Army went through, was it the Salvation Army, what, what Red Cross? The Red Cross. Like the Red Cross gotten, and they were always been a great charity support, and then they had an issue, and a lot of people dropped support for them, and that's what companies do. If they, you mess up, we can't support your charity. So always pick and choose your, your charity of choice uh, based on research and diligence and make sure that it works well with your brand. And, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a great marketing strategy, but it's also just a great thing to do. Well, I definitely agree with that. I know that's something that, you know, when we were looking at somewhere to get behind, um, like this particular foundation is formed actually just right up the road from us a few miles and um, we actually had someone on our staff who uh, introduced us to us and was very close to it and it just become um, an amazing embraceable uh, cause to get behind and as as a brand and as a company you know and as an employee owner it's something that you know we cherish very much to be able to give back and and, and do something to, to help uh, find you know yeah. for childhood cancer exactly. or awareness, whatever it may be. So, And I know when I worked at Chick-fil-A, the, uh, it was, you know, individually owned and operated, so they had to do their own charity work and their own stuff. But every restaurant was very, very involved in the community that, that it was centered in, which I always thought was not only a great marketing strategy, because the majority of your customers are going to be living close by. They're not going to travel from out of state to come to your one particular restaurant when there's others close by. So I feel like they should they should be involved. I mean, it's, it's almost like a a no brainer. You should be involved in your local community. You should be involved in charitable projects. I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Very much. And it's so much free word of mouth advertising for you, but also just to have that connection that no matter what, that'll lead to future business because you have people who are also, who are also passionate about the same cause. So it definitely is a no brainer yeah. when it comes to community sponsorships and just getting that partnership. I mean, it, the sad truth is there's a lot of places are a lot of companies where they're doing a charitable thing, they're doing it, this good thing, but they're doing it for the wrong reasons. You know, they're having, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that he did this, but I'm just choosing somebody that everybody knows. They have Wayne Johnson come in to a children's hospital to do a thing, and it's, you can tell there's, he's all mic'd up, there's tons of cameras, there's, it's more of a stage show than a real actual charity thing. It's more to make a viral video and to make, you know, make themselves look good rather than doing it for the right reasons. And I feel like most QSRs, especially the smaller restaurants, like the smaller businesses, it's not like that. They're not doing it just for the publicity, although I think it does help when people that are buying the food know that some of the money is going to a good cause, or they at least have a chance to donate to a good cause if they choose to. Correct. Um, I know the Panda Express right down the street from our house they have where you can uh, donate the change left over on your bill towards um, Children's Hospital. And I'm like, yeah, that's absolutely perfect. Um, I mean, it's just fair change. I don't want to carry change around. But when it's, <laughs> when it's set up to be a viral campaign and it's made to, you know, oh, it's a big movie star and they're going down to this particular place for this particular charity, it's just a, it's really more a publicity stunt than anything else, and I don't feel like there's any heart in that. Yeah, well, authenticity is, you know, not only is it, I don't want to say required, but I think to be, you know, a genuine company who really cares um, the authenticity should be at the heart of the cause to begin with. And, and, and that way, yep. re- regardless of, you know, the marketing spin that may get put in it, um, you're doing what's right. You're helping where you can help. And 
Uh, it just, you know, it's one of those things that can, you know, at the end of the night you sleep better knowing you did the right thing. Exactly. Okay, so, John, here are our quick three questions that we like to hit every single guest with. And so, given your background, this is going to be some fun things I think that we're going to get the answers to. Um, so, the first question is, what is one book that you would recommend everyone to read? Uh, the Bible, uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. <laughs> All right, next question. All right. <laughs> can't argue with that one. <laughs> read the big book. <laughs> I, I, Absolutely. I try to read it every single day, and uh, it's got a ton of wisdom in it. It's got the the absolute truth in it, and I, you know, it's as far as stuff that you know, man wrote. Um, I've always been a big fan of Frankie Peretti's books. Uh, this Present Darkness is a great one. It's a story about spiritual warfare between angels and demons, as well as what's going on between man at the same time. And um, let's see, uh, C.S. Lewis's books are all great. Um, I'm not a huge, huge reader, to be honest. I did read a lot of, um, oh, what's the name? The one you like? John Grisham. John Grisham. Yeah, I read my, when I found out my wife was into John Grisham novels, uh, I went to a local secondhand bookstore and just bought every single one. So we'd have something to come, like our own little private book club type thing. So you know, get get something based on your moral level. I don't think that, you know, somebody who goes around publicly talking about, you know, their faith or their religion or their, you know, family-friendly business, and yet they're like, oh, you know what, Fifty Shades of Grey is a great one. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they didn't see that coming. Uh-huh. <laughs> so why do you think some marketing or business trend that you see for the upcoming year, we're right on the heels of 2020, so, or, or even in your specific field, um, that you see like a, a trend that, it is going to kind of drive consumers uh, into whether it's to see a, a movie or uh, to buy a chicken sandwich that was so thoughtfully killed, as Chris oh, Pratt the, said the, earlier. The trend, these, the, the trend these days is this super quick, like, integrated ad-based stuff on social platforms. Like these, these. well, it used to be Vine, now it's TikTok. You know, Musical.ly and Vine basically merged together and formed this new app called TikTok. But that's short... Uh, cell phone type advertisements. It's going to be how it's. And I honestly, I would not, I would not put it past because I've already seen this technology exist now, and people have already started in, implementing it. Uh, I would not put it past uh, AR to start being involved. Uh, artificial reality, where there's a thing on the side of the road, a sign or whatever, and you hold your phone up and you can see the advertisement, or it just plays somewhere in your. As, as the more VR and AR become popular. Because um, it's not Bluetooth. Uh, the more I think that they're, if, if, if it can, if the technology can be used to advertise, people will use it to advertise. And yeah. I just, it's it's what millions of people are watching these apps, the short form videos, 15, 30 seconds, 60 seconds long. And I mean, I don't know if you've noticed, but even with movie trailers that are online, they put a tiny little pre trailer at the beginning of the trailer now where you can see a very short five-second excerpt of the movie that you're about to see with the name of the movie, just in case people get bored and click off before they finish the trailer because <laughs> the attention spans of our youth are slowly diminishing to nothing. Like, they just they can't be entertained fast enough or quick enough anymore. Yeah, that's like something that we talked about. version, and I think AR will play the biggest part. And uh, I don't know if anybody saw Ready Player One. I don't think it's to that point yet where they – cover up your vision with 90% advertisements unless you pay to have them removed. 
But honestly, I guarantee you that's what's going to probably come to. That's You'll scary. Have to to get no ads. I'm going to throw my smart. Ed. I'm going to throw my smartphone away today. I think. <laughs> well, I mean, I knew it was. I knew it was getting bad. I went to Walmart and they had TV screens at the end of every aisle with advertise, advertisements running 24/7. Really? And I was like, okay, when when do you ever get a break from commercials? So well, yeah, that's, yeah, that's protection for your advertisement. But I mean, the good news for me is there's still voiceover involved, so there's still work to be done. <laughs> although. I think I'm personally going to get sick of having advertisements in my face 24 hours a day. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, the good news is there's always, like you said, has to be a voice behind it. So <laughs> job security. Well, until the robots get smart enough to sound as good as we do, I still yeah. have a job security. <laughs> until, until Siri starts doing voiceover. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Skynet, Skynet's coming, guys. Skynet. <laughs> hey, there is a new Terminator movie coming out. So. <laughs> True. Okay, moving on to the third and last question of our quick three. Um, based on your past experience uh, in the food service world, do you have any advice that you'd give to someone that is just starting up in food service? Um, be patient. Uh, not everybody loves working in food service. It's one of the most the, – the, the amount of work that you have to do at the bottom of the pole is more than anybody else has to do for the least amount of money, and it, it can be draining on your life. It can be very, very difficult backbreaking work. Um, you should only continue into it if you plan on making a career out of it, and it does get easier as you get closer to the top. Um, but you're still going to be working a lot of hours at salary pay for you know 80 hours a week, so you're not going to get paid overtime for it. So weigh out the pros and cons of it. But it's a great job to transition from no job to getting job experience. It's a great way to interact with other people. It's a great retirement type of work. Um, but mainly it's got to be a, a something where if you have to be willing to be a servant, you have to be willing to serve other people and, and do it with a, with joy and happy. I mean, the, the sad truth about QSR restaurants these days is that so many people are just don't care. They're on their phone at the counter while they're supposed to be serving people and waiting on people and half the experience of going to these restaurants. And the reason why so many people are paying extra money to have their food delivered is because they don't want to deal with people anymore because the, the people level of servitude has dropped and it's like they do the job because they have to because they have no other choice they don't want to be there they don't like being there and you can tell and it, you, that shouldn't matter you should always have a good attitude and, and and honestly if you have a optimistic happy attitude and a servant's heart when you work at qsrs you're going to have a better experience you're going to move faster up the ladder you're going to get raises quicker you'll get promoted faster and it can be a great experience. You can make friends there that you'll have for the rest of your life. That's great advice for sure. Absolutely. Well, we definitely thank you for being yeah, on. John, I know your sure. time is very valuable, but uh, I got to say from the bottom of my heart, I really love that Deadpool impression, man. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, he loves you too. You need a unicorn backstage vibe. <laughs> And then, uh, of course, if anybody wants any more information about you, stay, just go to your website at epicvoiceguy.com. Is that correct? Yeah, they can go to epicvoiceguy.com. It has all my social media links. It has my booking information for professional voiceover work as well as uh, my story and my convention appearance schedule. My, I do voiceover coaching as well. I do social media consultation because, uh, it's honestly, just like USRs have had to do, you, didn't never, you never saw a restaurant on social media until they realize, wow, we are just throwing away marketing opportunities here. So now yeah. everybody's on social media. So having a social media presence is important in any business endeavor. 
Um, so, sure. uh, yeah, so I do social media consultation. I'm on, I'm online every, at every social media profile pretty much is Epic Voice Guy. If you look up Epic Voice Guy, you'll find me. Awesome. There's very few uh, copycats. <laughs> he, own, he owns that URL <laughs> handle. But yeah, we really appreciate it once again and um, can't thank you enough. My pleasure. Have fun out there in Missouri. Yeah, and for all of our listeners, you're going to obviously subscribe to the podcast. Um, you can always find all the other podcasts you'd want at pfsbrands.com slash podcast. Shoot us any questions at qsrnation at pfsbrands.com. Um, and for Beth, Grant, Tony, Josh, and John, we'll talk to you next week. Today's episode is brought to you by Champs Chicken. For deals, discounts, and updates, check out champschicken.com slash connect. Be sure to stop by next week for another episode of QSR Nation. And be sure to check us out online at pfsbrands.com forward slash podcast. <laughs>